New York Artist Collective. Hi there and welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. This next one's about, if you haven't checked out our podcast before, well, this is what it's about. So we are the New York Artists Collective. We are a songwriter's circle. We produce shows in New York City with three songwriters in a Nashville style round. And this podcast takes one of our artists and asks them to take us backstage of one of their songs, the creative process, and how it became the song that we're going to play a little later on in the show. Uh, my name is Stephanie Manns. I myself am a singer-songwriter and one of the producers of the New York Artists Collective. And today's guest is neo-folk singer-songwriter Eli Lev, and he's going to be telling us about his new single, One Road, set for release later this month. Eli Lev, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. You are from, you're based in D.C. Right, in Silver Spring, Maryland, so the last metro stop outside of D.C. on the Maryland side. <laughs> so this is quite fun for me, because um, we, we haven't actually met in person. This is one of those fun Instagram meetings, um, which is, it's, I love Instagram, and it, I think it provides so many opportunities for people to connect, um, especially musicians, actually. I don't know how you feel about that. I do. I met my lead guitarist through um, Instagram, so I'm very happy with <laughs> its connecting possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear, you do come to New York quite a bit to do shows. Yeah, so I've been in New York two or three times now to um, to be playing kind of shows, and I'll have another show, I guess, very soon at Rockwood Music Hall. So very excited about that, too. Yes, and we're going to talk about that, and that's uh, as part of your single release, correct? Mm-hmm, and I've been connecting to the New York scene a lot with Cyber PR, Ariel Hyatt, and also um, Carrie Cole the vocal coach up there so really just really kind of fascinated with all the good stuff going up there in new york and to be honest with you we don't really have an industry here in dc yet so new york is like the closest place where i can go and like connect with the pros so so you describe yourself as neo-folk i've not heard that before i thought that was an interesting um moniker is that the right term did you come up with that or was that something that you came across before um i don't know if i kind of i don't know if i came up with it i feel like it's kind of come through my consciousness. So I was like, oh, that's interesting because folk sounds old and antiquated. So if I say neo-folk, it almost makes it relevant, you know, even though I love folk and I think folk is timeless. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, saying neo-folk gives it a little bit of a, you know, interesting edge. So that's cool that it made you think twice. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes people go with like indie folk, which right. is kind of a new one, but neo-folk is... Yeah you know, a, a new twist on that, which I, I really liked. So your EP, uh, you're releasing an EP in December. Yeah. And you are releasing two songs ahead of that? Yes. So um, One Road's coming up and then um, Treason will be the kind of single when the album comes out. Then the upcoming album is called Way Out West. And my first album is All Roads East. And it's part of a four directional project that I'm doing. Presumably South and North are coming at some point. You got it. Deep South and yeah. True North. <laughs> Love on, it. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us about your song, One Road. So I guess most of my songs on my first album were kind of like a mix of, you know, folk um, and roots and blues and kind of like an Americana sound. Um, and then Way Out West is kind of like an exploration into, you know, detuned mandolins and banjo arpeggios and big kind of like stadium sounds that you wouldn't necessarily associate with folk music. So One Road is a really kind of like the first, um, mm -hmm. you know, idea of that. And it's just this big kind of like anthemic folk rock ballad that I haven't really explored yet. So I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm really interested to see what the world is going to think about it. So. And lyrically, I think it's One Road and then you say Two Friends. Mm -hmm. So is it kind of about a road trip? Uh, it could be. So it's it's One Road 
two friends, three worlds, and four winds. Um, and I kind of like to leave that up to the interpretation of the listener because it actually means a few different things to me as well. Um, did you kind of, did you think the traveling vibe? I got that. Picked yeah, up in the traveling vibe? I definitely got that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a big theme of my songs. For me as well, I think the way that, the, you know, the guitar, um, you know, was sort of quite, I wouldn't say pounding, that's the wrong word. It was just very steady kind of through that. And I thought, oh, okay. It just sort of felt mm. like it was moving as, you know, as yeah. if some sort of travel transportation type thing. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you um, picked that up because, yeah, that's definitely the idea. You know, the song is is talking about the journey and whether it's music or each one of our journeys. I feel like anybody can kind of step on that path and just go with it um, through this song. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get it out there. That's awesome. Should we take a listen? Yes. This is One Road. I'm feeling pretty good in this town. I can see the leaves are smiling red in June gold The wind starts moving in It's like I'm living in the stories of old Well I can hear the poets Calling out in the forest They're wishing me well Those bards of bygone times Got me on one road I'm traveling on with two friends I'm going around in three worlds Have I been here before and when? I'm bringing my shopping mind Leaving my bag behind It's all in my heart Melodies on my breath, I'm ready to start Well I can hear the poets Writing words about us What a story they tell
One Road. Eli, it's a great song. I really enjoyed listening to that on my way home today. And obviously before, because I do my homework much, much, much ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell me about the influence for that song. Yeah, so I've just, you know, I'm I'm very new to doing music. Um, I just started doing it full time maybe last year after being a career educator. And so there was this moment where I realized that I was kind of connecting to a entire lineage of people who have decided to take a creative path in their lives from that first person who put their hand, you know, on a cave and put paint around it um, to, you know, even thousands and hopefully millennials in the millennium um, years in the future where, you know, people are still going to be like doing some kind of craft, like stepping into that lineage just gave me like this really tingly feeling you know? <laughs> so it was just this really cool thing. And there's a line in the song where it's, um, you know, I can hear the poets calling out in the forest. They're wishing me well, kind of like connecting to all those folks who have, um, you know, who have taken the creative route in life. So, yeah. I don't know if enough people kind of connect that, that sense of, you know, we are the poets of our generation, if you like, you know, um, yes. That, yes. That's, you know, how, how stories used to be told or, or, in fact, a lot of, you know, folk music was people going from town to town singing the news in a way so that people could hear what was going on in the other towns, exactly. you know. Exactly. Um, and I find that, that fascinating. And, exactly. and I guess, you know, that's how folk music has developed into storytelling or the storytelling that we know today. Right. Right. And I feel like, you know, we get wrapped up in, you know, my career or like what I'm doing for my music, but really like we're bards, we're poets, we're, we have like a, you know, an obligation to our, you know, society and time and place to, you know, speak truths and important aspects of what we see. Um, so at one point it's kind of a responsibility, but the other point, it allows us to really connect to, you know, our audience and our friends and family and fans and, you know, have like a dual loop, you know, like we speak and we listen to. So, um, yeah, I really like that sentiment. And so I wrote the song. <laughs> and so you were saying that you just went full time with this last year. Yes, it was a little bit of a leap, but um, I'm I'm in it. That's 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 amazing. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate that, you know, an awkward period where you are doing the full time job. You're also kind of but but you have the music on the side and then you're sort of trying to to make the, the full time gig smaller and then the music bigger and then eventually kind of lose lose the other side of it. Um, so how has that transition been for you? Yeah, so I, I had just finished up um, grad school, actually. Um, I was going to be a teacher trainer. So I had this kind of gap in my life and actually did not have a job. Um, so I took some travel and I just happened to come back to the D.C. area after being away for a while. I grew up around here and I just played a couple of shows and it w- went well. And people asked, well, when's your next show? And I didn't really know. And so I just, you know, kept picking up shows and people started interested and I was like, well, I guess I should make a Facebook page then or something. And then, you know, a year later, it's like, you know, the website and the album and another album coming out and playing with the full band. So it's really, it's really taken off. Um, But, you know, it's not all obviously original gigs, but you know, it's, it's part Mm -hmm. of it as well. So. And how do you find, you know, doing, you know, the, the, the covers gigs, um, you know, do you find you, it's, um, a a draw on your time in terms of your creative energy? Well, usually during the week, um, I try and pick up as many cover gigs as I can and weekends as well. Um, and I gotta tell you, like playing a four hour cover gig 
for like around a hundred dollars, like that'll, that'll really get you hardened. <laughs> you know, I feel like, I feel like I went through performance boot camp, um, doing these cover gigs and, you know, beer, beer gardens and wineries and restaurants. And, and I still, I still do these shows and, you know, I, I refuse to have a negative attitude about it because, you know, I've learned how to play lead guitar pretty much on these <laughs> gigs, like putting down a loop, you know, making a rhythm and like teaching myself lead guitar, trying to see what works, understanding what to do in a crowd, you know, understanding a set and how to deliver lyrics. Like I've learned a lot in a very short amount of time because I've been performing so much. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, and then that transfers over to the original gigs where it's like, okay, I know how an audience works and I know what, you know, time frame I have and where I really need to like catch their attention and where I don't. And um, that's actually been really, really helpful and translates to the original gigs, I think. Um, so I've actually been pretty blessed with having like a nice balance of those two. So it's definitely been very helpful in terms of the, the stagecraft. And I feel like a lot of performers coming up now, I don't, you know, if, if they're kind of wanting to go on The Voice or whatever, I don't think they kind of understand how important it is to build your stagecraft. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not good enough at guitar or vocals to just wow somebody, you know? So I have to work at the performance aspect. I have to work at the songwriting, the the lyrics. And then, you know, I can create a full experience, you know, that might actually engage somebody much better than if I knew, you know, all the chords and, you know, like melodies to like, you know, jazz, you know, stuff that I could never even think about trying to play right now. Um, but it just, it just depends, you know, like creating the experience can be just as, you know, important and powerful as, you know, having a nice range or, um, or something like that. So it's really, I've noticed it's, it's more like the full picture and like bringing that to the audience. So, well, thank you for being honest about that. And I think a lot of musicians, you know, um, wouldn't necessarily talk about the, you know, the, the gigs that pay the bill versus the, you know, the ones that are the passion projects. It's, it's been a grind and I've been like accepting of it and trying to embrace all of it. Um, it's, you know, putting, putting all of myself into it is just, has been an interesting kind of experiment because, you know, no matter the gig, whether it's, you know, a winery or the 930 club or, you know, like with a full band or just on my own in a open mic, it's like, I always think to myself, okay, here I am in a room, here are some people like, this is my chance kind of thing. You know what I mean? This is this is what I'm here for. And this is like my craft. So, you know, I have to respect that. So it's been it's been really, really an educational, um, <laughs> an educational journey going through these different kinds of shows. But um, I've I've loved it. And now it's helping me with my original shows. So you're saying you come up to New York and you gig here and, and things. Uh, so are you planning on doing more of a West Coast tour? Are you planning on bigger tours? Are you planning on European tours, perhaps? Yes. So this. um you know, this November is my first kind of Northeast full tour. I'm starting in Portland, Maine, and then coming all the way back down to Washington, D.C., going through Boston and Philly, um, you know, parts of New Hampshire, uh, Connecticut, um, Delaware. So that'll be really exciting. And then, you know, going, hopefully expanding regionally uh, next year. And I used to live in a small country called Andorra in Europe. I don't know if you've heard oh, of it. What? Yeah, it's um, yeah between Spain and France. It's got about like sixty thousand people nestled in the Pyrenees Mountains. So I have a really nice network of folks, you know, in Spain, France, England, um, Germany. So hopefully getting into that in 2019, 2020. 
Well, obviously, you'll also have to go to Scotland as well. Of course. That's where I'm from. Okay. Well, then, yeah, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Where do you suggest in Scotland I go to? Obviously, Glasgow. I think, I mean, Glasgow has Glasgow, such a great okay. music scene as well as a great nightlife anyway. So I would definitely recommend Glasgow. Yeah. And I will I will hook you up some, cool. with some very good friends of mine. They probably won't understand them. Very, very strong <laughs> accents. I love um, that already. Yeah. <laughs> But no, they're, they're, they're just the best people. Oh, like, great. It's, I, I miss home a lot. Enough mm. about me. Let's talk about you. No, I'd, lo- I'd love to know. So, <laughs> wait, just how long have you been in um, the New York area? Three and a half years. And did you come here for music? Yes, I did. Wow. Um, I think it was, you know, it was easier, I think, for me to get to New York than it was to get to Nashville. Right. Um, and I think my sort of, you know, country style slash Americana style of music would probably be better suited to Nashville, but I can mm. go, you know, I go down there every now and again and I record or I do some gigs and, mm. you know, I, I, what I do love about New York is just this super creative vibe yeah. um, that's here and it doesn't matter. I think, you know, with, with music, it almost, to some extent, it doesn't matter what you, what you play and I, or, or what kind of music you play and, and just the, the, the people and the experiences here are, I, oh, it's just been so eye-opening just yeah. i don't know life affirming and life altering and all of those amazing wow. you know the earth has cracked beneath my feet and all of that stuff it's been it's been so great to be here um and yeah you know and and the songwriter circle has been a, a big part of that that's so cool i love that you're doing that and we would obviously love to have you do one of our shows you know if you can if you yeah. can squeeze us in b- between all of your your east and west coast sh- tours yeah if, if we figured out you know, soon, soon enough, I'd love to just get something going. And I'm, I was really serious about you, you know, coming down to DC too. Like we've got to get that crew down here because I'd love to connect, um, the scenes, you know? So. No, that would be, that would be awesome. I think, um, myself and Kevin Daniel, um, who I did a Mm -hmm. podcast with um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about coming down to DC. So you'd like Kevin. He's he's a fun guy. We like Kevin. Um, but back to you. So let's let's just talk, let's talk about you. So you are playing at Rockwood uh, in yes. November. What, 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 give, give us the details, Eli. Sure. So um, at eight o'clock on Wednesday, November fourteenth, um, I'll be playing a show at Rockwood with. Um, I'm actually doing a, a duo, a neo folk um, duo. Um, playing with a singer called Megan Lee out of um, Maryland. And she's um, a great singer. So we'll have, you know, my songs kind of worked in with um, harmonies and a little bit of um, percussion. So it'll be great. Last time I was there with um, the band, with a drummer and a bassist. And the time before that, I was there solo. So this will be a different show. And the first time that I brought this um, arrangement to New York. So it's going to be great. Oh, amazing. Look forward to that. I will, I will be coming along to that, of course. Um, Fantastic. And... What, tell me, tell me, what are the favorite things that you love about New York? Um, as, a, as a performer and as a, as just a general person. Yeah, no, there's just a vibration. I mean, you you can describe it, you can't describe it. It's it's the conversations, it's the subway, it's like the, the water around it. It's I feel like you know that island itself. You know, the rocks have something going on with there. But you, you know, you land in there and you just you feel like there's been an opening. Um. And the weird thing about New York is that if you stay long enough, it can almost become like, like you don't notice it. Um, I mean, you notice it, but not, like not in the way that like I notice it coming from, you know, small town Washington, D.C. <laughs> because we're, we're really a small town compared to New York. Um, 
but yeah, every time I go there, there's just like this opening of, um, you know, create creative kind of like feeling and just like, you know, something's happening. And, you know, also the fact that there, there are doors that I don't even know exist there. You know, I feel like there's lower levels and upper levels and elevators and, and everything could go everywhere just depending on like, you know, where you are at, the, at a certain moment. So it's, there's always that excitement every time I go to New York. You know, a night out in New York could just end in so many different ways, positive or negative, but mostly yeah. positive. Um, you, you just never know who you're going to meet. Um, you could meet a stranger at a bar and I don't know, end up halfway to Nova Scotia or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> never <laughs> happened to me. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah. that's exciting. And all the best with uh, the new EP, Way Out West. And that is coming out uh, December the 7th, Friday, December the 7th. Yep, it's the first Friday in December. So there's going to be a lot of musical activity. And then I've got my big album release here um, in Washington, D.C. towards the end of the year. So super excited about that, too. There's a lot of, lot of big things happening. A lot of big things. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to come and chat to us. And again, um, we look forward to planning a show with you, uh, hopefully in 2019. That would be great. And you got to come down to Washington, D.C. too. Got a bunch of venues here that love singer-songwriters and you've got a great sound. So I know you'd fit right oh, in. Thank you very much. I will do that. All right. We'll speak sure. soon. Thanks, Eli. Thank you. Eli Lev there. What a lovely guy. Um, and you can catch Eli Lev at Rockwood Music Hall, stage one, November 14th at eight o'clock. Um, and you can catch up with him on Instagram at Eli Lev Music. And I think his website is www.eli-lev.com. Well, this was fun, wasn't it, kiddos? Um, I'm sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, so if you want to stay in touch with us, we are at New York Artist Collective on Instagram. I am at Stephanie Manns. Um, this has been delightful. Uh, we, we shall catch you next week. I am chatting with Chris Purica. This is very exciting. I've been a big fan of Chris's for a long time. Um, indie folk singer, songwriter Chris Purica will be on the show next week. So make sure you tune in. See you next time. New York Artist Collective.